Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Presents conversations with a legend. Around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. Around here, around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. Welcome into another exciting edition of Up on Game Presents Conversations with a Legend. This week, NASCAR legend Hermie Sattler. All right, now, Hermie, I got to tell you. I generally do NFL legends, mm-hmm. but now I've had the honor and the privilege of going outside of the category of football and getting into the category of race car driving mm-hmm. and having your brother Elliot and yourself on the show. So you're making history for my show. I, I appreciate that. that. Um, talk to me about what Hermie has going on right now post-racing career because you've got a lot going on. Yeah, uh, thank you. First of all, it's an honor to be on with you. It's a pleasure. Uh, LeVar, and gotten to know you recently and really appreciate what you are and how you go about your business and um, and the crusade we're on kind of together Indeed. in a lot of ways. But yeah, um, I my family business or our family business is convenience stores, truck stops, and restaurants. I've been active in the family business for 20 plus years, but uh, retired from Fox TV uh, as an analyst for the NASCAR coverage at the end of 2019 uh, and kind of stepped into the, uh, the role of, of the family business. Yep. So, um, so I, we, we look after that. And then outside of that, my wife and I, we're sitting in our sports bar in the Port of Virginia. It's called- And it's a beautiful place. Yeah, thank you so I much. I love the name. Faux show. Faux tell you. I'll show. tell you in a minute how this place was named. All right, okay. Um, but so outside of that, uh, my wife and I, really my wife, okay. uh, runs the day-to-day operations of Fosho, the 24-hour restaurant at the truck stop, the UPS store. We've got an IHOP and Skippers and another convenience store. So all told together, uh, we look after about 300 employees, wow. which is a lot, of, a lot of responsibility. A lot. We're responsible for those uh, that payroll every two weeks, yes. and, but we don't take lightly the responsibility of uh, taking care of people and their families and, and that. So we're in the convenience store, truck stop, restaurant business. Uh, we're also, we have transport trucks that service our locations okay. and we sell fuel to other locations. We also, which is probably my favorite part of our business, we handle our local farmers and loggers. We deliver fuel to them in the logwoods okay. or on their farms and 
uh, things like that. So we're really ingrained into the community. Uh, our family business is over 60 years old, wow. and now I have a lot of responsibility, which I enjoy, of trying to maintain and grow that business uh, when I can. Uh, but I've, uh, I did 25 years on the road. I know you know what life on the road yes. is like. Yes. But having having three daughters and a wife looking after all this, I've really enjoyed the last couple of years being home more, being more involved not only in our business but also in the community. Three lovely daughters. I've met two out of the three so yeah. far. Super impressed. Met met the missus. Yep. Super impressed. Hermie. The good thing about my daughters. Yes. They got my good looks. Okay. Personality. Yes. And athletic ability. Wow. So. What wow. could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. It's up to them. Not. They got all the tools. It's, it's up to them. It's up to them. That is I've done my fun. part. You have done your I've part. I've done my part. They are beautiful girls. Thank you so certain. much. Thank you. Speaking of beautiful girls, you've done your part. You like that, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have built successful business. You, you were successful in NASCAR. What makes... Hermie Tick. Like, what What did you come from that gives you the mindset to approach what you do and how you do it the way that you do it? LaVar, I got to tell you the truth. The biggest thing that motiva motivates me every day is the ability for me to help somebody else. Indeed. Uh, I've been fortunate my whole life. Uh, my family, my dad, um, I've always had whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted it, whenever I needed it. Now, Dad taught us lessons along the way, but I never had to go somewhere with no money in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I never, I, I, and I don't take that for granted. So my life mission, whether it was me owning my race teams when I was racing back in the day, my biggest satisfaction probably should have been going to Victory Lane. I probably would have raced longer, but my biggest satisfaction was those 20 or 30 people that worked on that team that was your guys. putting food on their table for, for their families. I feel the same way about our businesses today. I mentioned between the oil company and between uh, Angie's uh, and, and, and our businesses, about 300 employees. I get great satisfaction in being a part of giving them the opportunity to provide for their families in a way that my family provided uh, for me. Yeah. So that's I mean, I love the day-to-day -day business. I love the interaction with my customers, yeah. those kind of things. But I, my, what really motivates me every day now is knowing how I can positively impact so many families. Now, interesting that you say that because Pacematic brought us together. Sure. And we're on this, as you mentioned earlier, this crusade, crusade. together and really this this whole scenario of skill games and and getting it you know past where these small businesses can benefit from these skilled games mm -hmm. has been something that has brought us together sure. that's you helping the common man that's you helping small businesses just talk to me a little bit about where that passion came from and yeah. how does that play into you know, your sports background. Yeah. Well, for those who may be watching or listening for the first time that don't really, I'll give you a quick recap, but basically in our convenience stores, truck stops and restaurants, 
since as long as I can remember, we've operated these skill games uh, that are by and large uh, produced and marketed by Pesomatic. Mm -hmm. The Commonwealth of Virginia decided uh, last July, or actually last April, they passed a law that went into effect that as of this past July 1, these games were banned in all of our facilities. Okay. So we decided, we meaning me on behalf of not only my business, but small business operators all across the Commonwealth and Senator Bill Stanley, uh, we decided to take on the fight. We didn't think that was, not, not to mention constitutional, we didn't think it was ethical mm -hmm. that the government could just come take away our business and give it to somebody else. And even though you know, I'm, I'm compassionate and I care about other people, things of that nature. I'm also very competitive and I don't believe that. Um, so when they came and just tried to take this away from me and my family and my employees and all that, I felt compelled to, to fight back. And so, you know, once you in the racing world, much like on the football field, uh, is every man for himself. It's take sure. no prisoners. Sure. And so part of that, um, because always somebody trying to take your spot, mm -hmm. whether it's racing, whether well, it's football, sure. whether it's somebody. And we, you know, we met Jeff Jarrett. I know Absolutely. you got. I've known Jeff my whole life. You met him a couple of weeks ago. Same thing. You probably played some football games through injury and some other things. Because you had to. Because you had to. I because mean. you ne that next guy step up He's and waiting. do a good job. He's waiting. Yeah. So. Uh, I felt compelled to to stand up and fight, not only on my behalf, but on behalf of um, many, many small business owners and operators across the state that didn't have the platform, didn't have the resources. Right. All this, my fight so far to get us to this point, you know, it's cost me probably three quarters of a million dollars wow. to get to that point. Yeah. But we can't let them win by them having this thought process that they can pick winners and losers and dictate um, everyday small business American lives. So uh, I feel confident that as we move forward, uh, we're going to prevent at some point somebody from in the government from trying to do the same thing again. So in, in the world of sport, in the world of sport, what you just discussed and talked about that competitive nature that that team team mentality when I have conversations with legends I, I ultimately love to know about where the greatness resonates from what the greatness means how is it executed so where I'm at right now in this conversation is it's all about branding. It's all about telling a story. It's all about how it's framed and how people feel when they hear about it. And you do an excellent job of presenting how you feel and how that applies. If I were to ask you in the world of sports and athletes and fans alike that listen and look on, how do you view branding and, and, and what does, how important is branding to what you do and what you've been able to build? LeVar, I'll be the first to admit, again, I keep correlating between racing and football. Yes. Okay, on any, when I raced full-time in the mid to late 90s, was I was in my, I would call, heyday, I guess you could say. 
there were 40 people on the track any given Sunday. It's probably 10,000 that were just as talented as I was, but didn't get that opportunity. Never got the opportunity, whether it be because of right place, right time, or not having the resources to kind of get your name out there a little bit, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I had an obligation once I got out there to take advantage of that opportunity. When it comes to branding, I haven't always done everything right on or off the track. I'd be the first to admit. But I've always tried to surround myself with the right people, whether they be business associates, people in my social circles, uh, and people I do business with. I don't do business with people that I don't have good vibe. You know, you go with your gut right. a lot of times, a lot of things. And how that's helped me today with this situation I'm in against the Commonwealth, you know, I'm suing the state that I live in, right. which is sad. Out of necessity. Out of necessity, because right. we never talked about this, but so the first sponsor, the first major sponsor I had in NASCAR was the Virginia Tourism Corporation. Okay. Our statewide tourism slogan is Virginia's for lovers. Uh-huh. Okay, so the first... Used to be, used not to anymore. Be. Not anymore? Not anymore. Right. They're not probably, loving in Virginia? Probably for some anymore. lovers. Okay. Until some you get, lovers. get older. Right. Then you just then the wish you were a lover. Yeah. So Virginia is for what I want to be a lover? That's what it is for but me. But I'm not anymore? It's for some lovers. Okay. Uh, Virginia is for some lovers. Virginia is for younger lovers. Younger lovers. Lavar, you're making this difficult for okay, me. Okay, I like it. I <laughs> wanted to make it real awkward. <laughs> I loved it. Well, I you're loved doing it. That. Come on, let's do so it. So when I started, I was representing the state I lived in, yes. the Virginia Tourism Corporation. We promoted the beaches, the mountains, everything in between. The last 22 years, I had a personal, con personal service contract with the Virginia Lottery. So I'm representing, for basically the bookends of my career, right. representing the state I live in. Then I got to turn around out of necessity and sue the Commonwealth of Virginia, the governor and the attorney general. I go back to what I was saying about branding. One of the reasons why I think among, among, among several, one of the reasons I think our lawsuits this far has been successful is because other people that have tried what Senator Stanley and I are trying They've been able to pick apart the plaintiff. Okay. You know, pick apart, find something wrong, wrong, and chop me right, down. Right. Okay. And discredit. Discredit. Yes. They hadn't been able to chop me down. All right. Because I represented the Commonwealth of Virginia for most of my racing career. Uh huh. One of the entities that's really against us keeping our games is the Virginia Lottery. Well, guess what? For 22 years, not only was I a retailer for the Virginia Lottery in all of my stores, but I was also a spokesperson for the Virginia Lottery. Right. So I'm getting information and emails and things from both sides. Right. So when they try to throw all this trash at me about what skill games are doing to the lottery, I know it's trash. Right. Because not only do I have the businesses and the information to bag it up, but I've got the stuff in other words a senator may be on the senate floor saying skill games are hurting the lottery they're taking money away from schools but my sales rep for the lottery that's dealing with my truck stop or convenience store is saying 
the reason lottery sales were down this month was because we just came off of a billion dollar jackpot. Okay. You know, because a lot of people just play the lottery when you get, right. they ain't gonna mess with it for 500 million. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll uh, who, wants, for a billion. who wants 500 million? I mean, if it gets to we a gotta billion, go big bucks. We gotta so go big bucks. I was getting all this stuff from, you know, so I could discredit them right. in a way, but they really couldn't find a way, and they haven't yet, and they're still trying, they haven't been able to find a way to personally discredit uh, me or my family or my business and so that's that's what's given us some you know some uh, some legs with this with this lawsuit and I, I did that through my entire I turned down some rides at times in NASCAR I turned down some sponsorship opportunities because either I knew something that made me uncomfortable dealing with them or I knew how they had treated a friend of mine, maybe in the industry mm-hmm. or whatever, because I knew y'all run across these people too. Sometimes people show up on the scene in NASCAR and, oh, we got all this money, do all these great things, and three months later they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you, you put them on TV and talk about how great they are, and then the next thing you know, they're gone. And I'll be honest with you, if, if everybody that owed me money in NASCAR paid me, I'm sure, again, I'm sure you've got these kind of things like this, too. Right, huh? uh, skill games wouldn't matter right. as much. But um, those are all life lessons that you learn. And, you know, so now I've got, I've, I've been able to pick and choose my life. And especially later in my career, I could pick and choose yeah. what I wanted to do, who I wanted to do it with. Uh, and as I've gotten older, and you mentioned my three daughters, now I know when I make decisions or or make public statements or take public stances about things they're all old enough now they're on social media they see what i say and what i do and don't think that they'll let me know when they don't agree with and that, that's important to me sure you know it's, it's important for me to set that 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 role model for them and take stands on things that i believe um whether it's appeasing to everybody or not but i had a tremendous platform in my racing days that carried over to my business, that's carried over to my family, that is now carried over to this, I like your word, crusade. Crusade. That, that you and I are both on. I, I never would have dreamed that I would be sitting at my restaurant in Emporia talking to LeVar Arrington about, Same. about skill games and small business. Yeah. And I told you this the other day, and I mean it, so it's worth saying again. You come across as the kind of person that I can tell by the passion you speak with about this that you see below the surface of what some of these government legislators are doing to small businesses and that means you know they couldn't pay you enough money to get on TV and talk about it if it wasn't something that you really understood That's right. or bought into you know this is a bad precedent you don't have probably don't have any skill gains personally anywhere in your right. businesses. That's that you, correct. I don't. But you understand that if we let this go, it hurts. What are they going to do next? Yes, and what's and next? And so you know you right. have to fight. Right. And that's what we're doing. Okay. I'm gonna tell you how we named Fosho. Do you mind? Please tell me how you because we're talking branding. All right, so so tell me this how building, this building we're in, my brother and I built it. This first half of the building was built for a Starbucks. Okay. We built this building, did a 15-year lease with Starbucks. Two years in, they call and say, you know what? 
Starbucks isn't really working in Emporia. We want to get out. Oh, wow. So I negotiated a buyout. Uh -huh. We did all that, no problem. So I decided, I had this empty space with a drive-thru on the side. I said, wouldn't it be great to have my own sports bar? With a drive-thru window. With a drive-thru window. Super, super unique. So it's all well and good for me because I don't work here. Uh -huh. But my wife cusses me five out of seven nights a week uh, uh, for uh. thinking that we needed to be in the restaurant business. Right. But anyway, when we came time to decide we were going to do it, I was trying to come up with a name. So, and we've been here right at 12 years now. Okay. So I go online and start looking for Hermie Saddle this, Hermie Saddle that, as it relates to restaurant. Much like, again, I'm sure with LeVar Arrington, when I went in, everything related or regarding my name, somebody had already trademarked it. Mm -hmm. And just about every genre of everything, because they wanted me to have to call them and pay for, and it. Pay for it. Yes. And I just won't want to do that. Although I did spend about 30 grand to get hermesaddler.com. Somebody had bought that and it was a porn site. Oh, wow. So that Hermie that, Sattler, adult entertainer. It was, it wasn't pleasant. That's so we interesting. Did, we did get that back. All so right. anyway. And you switched that up. You changed it that up. up. cleaned it up. I cleaned a little bit. Uh, okay. Used to Kept be, it a little used edgy. Used to be X and S, I'd say now R it's minus. R. It Maybe was R triple plus, depending on how you look at it. But now X and a half. Single X? X and a half. X and a half. As you get older and you become less relevant, you got to spice things up a little bit to keep So you got to have that half of an X. You got to have the half X. Wow. See, I'm learning something. There you go. I mean, you just blew my mind, Hermie. So All right. I'm trying to think of a name. Everything Hermie Sadler is taking. So I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, racing in Phoenix. We race it on Sunday, but I get done with practice on Saturday. I'm leaving, getting ready to go play golf after I practice that day with Charles Barkley and a guy named Scott Williams that played college Scotty basketball Williams? at yeah, UNC and played with Michael the Bulls. Jordan. Yeah, sure. All right, so Scott's a good friend of mine. So I'm He's supposed tall. to be there. He's very tall. Hacienda Heights, California. Yes. But six you know, eleven. Hacienda Heights is an interesting place. I've heard. Okay. So I'm supposed to be there, let's just say we're supposed to play golf at three o'clock. By the time I got through practicing and did all my debriefs with my crew chief and stuff, I was late leaving the racetrack. All right. So I text Scott and said, I'm getting ready to leave the racetrack. I'm gonna be about 30 minutes late. He just texted me back, for show. Ah, that was his answer. For show. So I said, damn, that's pretty catchy. Uh-huh. So I immediately called my trademark it's attorney for at the time. Show available. I said, can you check to see if Fosho is available for restaurant services? He said, it's available. I said, copyright it, trademark it. He did it right then. And so I called my wife. I said, I just named the restaurant. Fosho. Fosho. And people like, what, what does it mean as it relates to a restaurant? I said, not a damn thing. <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> it was a, it's kind of an urban it you is know, it's urban, an urban feel feel and i said you can't go so fast when you say it though you gotta like you gotta break it up for show there you go you but, know, so, show. So, so scott williams um of they, all the great three know, nba titles and all that i'm sure but his biggest claim to fame was naming this restaurant he named this restaurant i'm sure he said for show though yeah 
And yeah, the other I piece mean, of advice I'll give you. You can put that on there. That for sure works. But I guarantee he uses dough after. For sure dough. I'm going to ask him that. Okay. All right. There we go. And the other thing I'll all give right. you out of that story, and then we'll move on, is don't take golf lessons from Charles Barkley. Don't do that. You don't, you don't want to do that. Don't try to sit at a blackjack table and play blackjack. With you Charles don't want to do that either, because they he, use chip colors. He got a bigger line of credit than I got. I've never seen those those chips before in my life, and, and I got a few coins in my pocket. I ain't never seen that hey. color. They were they were different color chips. I coming from a small town like Emporia, I've had many. How did I get here? Moments in my life. One of them was we were in Vegas. We started off, my brother and I and Dale Jarrett, three racers, went to the Bellagio, to, and they went to this VIP room to play blackjack. Before I knew it, it was my brother and I and Dale Jarrett, Mark Cuban, Roger Clemens, wow. Vince Vaughn, wow. and Charles Barkley. Wow. So about 2 o'clock in the morning when I think it's time to wind down, they're winding up. So we ended up at a after hours establishment. But we're riding in Vegas in this car, this big limo. Me and my brother from Emporia, Virginia. You've seen it. Here after it is. hours, one X or after hour multiples? I'm gonna say uh, about as high as you can get. Okay, wow. Whatever the maximum allowable by law by amount law. of X's. Wow. So, but we're riding in this limo through Vegas and it's me and my brother from Emporia, Dale Jarrett. I think Clint Boyer was with us, but uh, Mark Cuban, Roger Clemens, Vince Vaughn. That's when the wedding crashes had just come out. Mark Cuban and um, Dennis Haskins. He was Mr. Belding. Wow. Say Mr. The Belding, yeah. Mr. Belding had a white handkerchief, and all he did all night was pat Charles's head down for the sweat rolling down, you know, just kept him, kept him, uh, kept dry, him dry. Kept him dry. But I, I was one of my Elliot. What the hell are we doing? How did we, how did we end up here? Because when we start having, um, when we start pulling up the cards, yes. we, we short, short. But the other part of that story, so sometime in the middle of the night, we went to uh, Jet nightclub at Bellagio. Okay. And I'm with all these heavy hitters, billionaires, right? Mm -hmm. I turn around and look about four o'clock in the morning the little lady with the little bunny rabbit suit on is bringing me the, the bill. Oh, wow. All my, my brother and everybody, like, where is everybody? They done gone on they to the next stop. You. They gave me the bill. And this happened to be Holly Madison's birthday party that night. So Holly Madison, every time you ordered a bottle of Cristal, she brought it down off a zip line. Oh, wow. So it was like $2,000 every time she bought it. And we didn't even break the top on none of them. But every time the little girl came by and said, you need another bottle? What did we say? Yeah, sure. 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 Right. So this guy, young lady, so 4 o'clock in the morning Vegas time is 7 o'clock in the morning Emporia oh, time. Oh, no. Gives me a bar tab for oh, about $17,000. Oh, no. So I'm pulling out my credit card, like, and I'm not even worried about anything else. I'm not even worried about the $17,000. I'm worried about this bank. The fraud alert's gonna go off. Oh, easily. And they're gonna call my wife. 
Oh. Who's back at home in Virginia oh. at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh. And she's going to have a list of questions for me and, and that I probably can't answer. answer. Not going to be able to answer. You're not going to be able to and answer. And that's exactly what happened. So the lady comes over there. First of all, I didn't, had no idea what my limits are on my credit card. Oh. It but wasn't I had to that. Try. It wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't that. And even if it were, you were going so to still thinking, have to call So I'm thinking, who do I know at the bank that I can call and get a, a credit limit increase? Right. At 7 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, so my wife was right around the corner. I hope she's not listening. She called me. Her first question, of course, was, what the WTF are you doing? Right. It's 7 o'clock in WTF. Hey, it's only 4 o'clock here. Right. Not 7. And plus, there's no clocks in Vegas. It's I only 4 know. o'clock. I thought it was 9 o'clock at night. Right. I didn't know. Who and, loses? Uh, I mean, you lose I said, you know, and we Vegas. had a terrible misunderstanding. When it came time to pay the bill, I was the only one left. You know, I couldn't walk out on the bill, right? Everybody else did. They gone. They gone. They gone. Now, in, in full disclosure, they all made it right. Okay. But I had to uh, not only endure. Uh, that was a stressful moment. And look. Anxiety. The 17 grand was no tip. So I had to add a tip. 14. Four, 17. 10% is, is a 1700 1700 3500 But you can't get by on 20% in Vegas, though. You got to go higher? You got to go higher than so that. Like if you want to go back, if you want the booth by the DJ table next time. So like four, five thousand. 5000 Yeah. So you were now up to $22,000. I was north of $22,000. North, north, yeah, north of $22,000. For a night out with those And we didn't people. even drink the Cristal. This has nothing to do with us having a Legends conversation, by the way. No, this is a Legends conversation, by the way. I was not a Legends. This legend. is all the way I was a Legends, not a legends conversation. Con I was not a Legend with my wife at that time. No, you were. I was an idiot. You were that, too. <laughs> but most times, Legends but, are idiots. You know what times. I told her? That you can try this with your wife sometime. When she brings back stuff that you may or may not have done back in the day, Yeah. all you have to say is, it was the thing to do at the time. You know what? Can I add something to that? Sure. It was the right thing to do right. at the time. Right. How about you that? Felt, I felt obligated. I mean, you feel better See, about I didn't, yourself. I didn't make the decision to go to those places. Right. But I couldn't leave my brother with all those strangers. Because those strangers left jobs. I mean, people we didn't know, brother. like Mark Cuban. Right. They, these people could be shady. Well, they left out with the tab at $17,000. Broke us one in the bunch, me. Man. Broke us one in the bunch. I couldn't get out of there. That's a legend. That might be the it's most legendary. It's not the kind of legend I'm trying to be on the show. but That might be the most legendary conversation. That might be the most legendary story I've heard on this show But you need far. to, if you ever get a chance to go out with Mark and Charles and Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Vince Vaughn. I don't, I don't want to. I have settle no, up with them straight beforehand because you don't you mess around and come up short i don't i don't want to do that I, but i tell I you what i don't want that pressure i had fun me. man you had fun i never paid so much money for liquor i didn't drink tell me your best is is that your best i don't that's off field tell me your best nascar memory well nothing replaces your first win okay that and i'll tell you a little story about my first win i'm not, I'm not talking about big time nascar win but i'll tell you about my first nascar weekly racing series win okay. first late model stock car win so i had won the world karting championship finally decided to move up into late models 
running in what we call the Mid-Atlantic region, around Virginia and North Carolina, tracks around here. I had run, uh, I wasn't running very well, and my dad is super duper competitive. Okay. And my dad always had the mindset of, you got everything you need, I don't want any excuses. But I had run through a spell of races, had never won yet. Sound familiar, by the way. I think I heard that during this, this interview with, with your daughter. My brother and my daughter. Yeah, yeah. okay, go ahead. So I had raced on Friday night right over in Richmond, Virginia at Southside Speedway. Ran terrible. My dad even came to the racetrack that night, and we had Saddler Chevrolet, the car dealership, advertised on the car. He was over there trying to pull, pull my name off. off the car. He's, if you ain't going to run no better than this, you ain't gonna have Take my, my name, name on there. It's my name too, but it didn't no, matter. No, no, I gave you that name. So All he's right. over there trying to pull off the stickers. That is hilarious. So he told me when the race was over at Southside, it was not hilarious, Lavar. It was that embarrassing. Was well, for you, embarrassing. But that's kind of funny though. Your <laughs> daddy, your daddy was trying to pull your name but off look, of the car. That's, that's so pretty good. When we loaded the car up that night, he told me, he said, "Far as I'm concerned, you're done." Jeez. So I came home on Friday night. Upset. So what are we going to do now? Me and my guys got back to the shop like at 2 o'clock in the morning. So kind of like most of the bad racing days I had my whole career. It took me about 24 hours, morning period. You mourn. Mourn. Don't want to talk to nobody. Your ego died. Then I, then, I'm, then I come back. Purgatory. What's next? Okay. So my guy, we got back to the shop like 2 a.m. after my dad telling me, uh, basically, in all intents and purposes, my sponsor pulled the plug on me. So we get back to the shop Saturday morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and my guys are like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Finally, I said, i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go through this car and set it up again, put it on the scales, and we're going tomorrow night to Manassas, Virginia, to Old Dominion Speedway to race. They said, we are? I said, we are. So we didn't really have any money to buy tires. So we all, including my crew guys, we threw in enough money to go to buy the tires for the next night. I was embarrassed to tell my dad that I was going to race the next night because he had told me I was done. You're done, right. So I didn't even call my dad. I called my mom. I didn't call her until I was already, we left like at 8 o'clock in the morning. We worked all night, got the car back ready left and went north to Manassas, Virginia. So we've been practicing. So I called my mom. Were you tired running? Bag phones at, back in, you know, the little right, bag phones. Yeah. I called my mom. She said, where are you? I said, don't tell my dad, but we're at Old Dominion Speedway in Manassas. I'm going to race tonight. If I'm going to quit, I don't want to quit after last night. Mm -hmm. So we go, we practice, we qualify. I've never been in that track before. I won the race. We get ready to pull around to go to, to Victory Lane to take pictures in Victory Lane. And guess who showed up? Your dad. My mom and dad. Nice. They came, drove all the way up there, got there just put, in time for the race. Did he have the sticker start. with Sattler? Was he putting the sticker back it on takes the more car? than one win to get the stickers back oh. on. We lost a lot. Only one won. I but, hate <laughs> but my dad, you know, of all the hard lessons and the hard-nosed person that he was, he he's was like, happy for you. He, he went up ahead. Now, I never knew he was out and watched the race from the stands and came down. And um, even though it took him a while to be okay with the fact that we went, yes. 
I could tell he was, he was happy, happy. and then that ultimately set me up, you know, to uh, to move move forward. And I hit rock bottom, I guess you could say, as far as the racing concerned. That was a humbling beginning for me. I went all these cart races, win a WKA championship, getting a stock car, and can't hit myself in the ass with both hands. Yeah, learn a lot of lessons quick. Yeah, and uh, but that was kind of that kind of set me on, and then I went on to win a fair amount of races. And after that, love it. That's legendary stuff. I'm going to hit you with this one, and then we're done. You tired of me already? No. Hey, how about one more touch? Come on, come on. Let's touch it up one more time. There you go. You like, do I like the way we do shows, LaVault. Yeah, I, I do, too. I, I think I like, we could be the best we've ever seen. This, I mean, I got to tell you, these are the best stories I've, I've heard. Are you guys with me on that? This, <laughs> these got to be the best stories I didn't heard. Uh, what does Hermes Sadler want his legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered by when, when you no longer exist and somebody comes up to give an account of who you were and what you represented in your life? What, do you, what will have you sitting somewhere listening and proud of, of what it is they had to say? LaVar, I've been so fortunate and lucky I told you some of my stories. Yes. Never would have dreamed that I have been to places I've been, met the people I've met, such as yourself. Thank you. Um, but if there's one thing I'd like for people to say when I'm no longer there, is that a couple things, that I was a good friend to a lot of people, and I've always been lucky, I said this before, I've always been fortunate to have the basic necessities that I needed I would like for people to also uh, think that I put other people's needs in a lot of cases before mine. That's I really tried to awesome. try to to be that way yeah. when at all possible. Yeah. And I'll continue to live that way and be that way. Um, but I feel like, and I, I hope you feel the same way in certain regards. We, we're put in positions. In situations for a reason, I believe. Absolutely. So it has to be who it is. Has to be. It has to be a reason why certain some of these things. It can't be anybody else other than you. It's got to be us for this. And I, you met my middle daughter Haley earlier today. She's autistic. Extraordinary. For the so for the last twenty years, you know, and I said this to somebody, uh, and I mean this to be the positive. I said, when she was first diagnosed, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to get her to be like me. And I finally realized, LeVar, when the light went off, yeah. Hermie, you need to be more like her. Hey, man. You know, and yeah. so she is happiest with- Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. With the, with the, just the basic, and she wakes up happy every morning. So if I, if I feel like people will think that I was a good friend to the yeah. ones that I could be, and as long as I could take care of my family, I've always tried to help other people take care of their, what their wants and needs are. And I think that's carried me a long way towards where I am and I'll continue to do that. What are the chances we get Haley to come say goodbye to the camera? I don't know where she is. Haley. Haley. You want to come say goodbye? She doesn't want to be in the show. Just real quick, just come say hi. Come here one second. We might get Haley to come say goodbye on the show. And that would be so amazing. 
She's a superstar. Superstar. Super you know, it comes to just say goodbye on the show. This is Haley. Come here. Come here. I was supposed to come say goodbye. Please. It was close. And it, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. We tried. We tried. <laughs> so on behalf what? of Haley. <laughs> on behalf of Haley and the rest of the Sadler family, pace them at it. Up on Game presents. You've been blessed with another legendary moment and a legendary conversation with my man, Hermie Sadler. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you check us out. We're here every week. It's Hermie Sadler, everybody. NASCAR great, businessman, man of the people. Until next time. Thank you. Hey, appreciate Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you.